ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode number 36 in this one we're going to be talking about blood work and doctor checkups prostate liver kidneys all this stuff to look out for so first going to talk a little bit about the prostate when you use anabolic steroids they either are direct dht derivatives or they convert to dht in the body for the most part and what happens when you have that dht conversion is it hits your prostate pretty hard so Prostate cancer is something to be wary of, and it can happen really at any age. Um, it says the incidence of prostate cancer has increased in all groups between ages 15 and 40 years old. So it doesn't matter. You could be a teenager. You could be in your 70s. You have to watch out for prostate cancer. It says the average five-year survival rate in the United States for prostate cancer is between 95% and 100% for men ages 40 to 80. For younger men, the five-year survival rate is lower. For men 25 to 34, it's 80%. For men 20 to 29, it's 50%. So it's something to definitely keep an eye on. And anabolic steroids will fire up the prostate. So really, there's two ways you can get the prostate done that you should be getting done. In your regular yearly checkup at the doctor, he should be doing the finger up the butt thing. And uh, nobody likes to getting the finger up the butt. It's not fun. But... That's that's uh, that's how doctors will check it. The second way is through getting P the checking the at for abnormal level of PSA in the blood. So 4.0 nanogram per milliliter and lower are normal. So you've got to keep an eye on that. But even if your blood work comes out normal, you still can have the early stages of prostate cancer. So it's very important to make sure you're getting that tested because like I said, anabolic steroids will increase it. So, Mobster, I know you want to get on this one. Get in on this one, and we'll, we'll talk about how the best ways to get blood work done, how steroids affect blood work, and we'll kind of go over all this stuff. It's a, it's a lot to handle in, in, in this podcast. But, yeah, yeah go ahead. There's so, so much we can do, guys. Uh, I'll try to keep this kind of short and sweet. So we don't have annual checkups here in the UK, and that's probably because we don't use the medical insurance to the degree that the, the Americans do over there. Uh, if we did, we would, I suspect, for insurance purposes and so that the insurers could see where we are, medically speaking. So here in the UK, and I'm probably a very typical example of this, Steve, uh, typically post 40, sometimes a little bit earlier than that, but typically you, when you're 40 or so, you'll get a, 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 an invitation from the doctors to come down for a checkup, and that will include a prostate checkup. Thank you very much. As Steve's not fun, but it needs to be done. And again, 50, 60, and so on. I think actually it gets more frequent as you get older. So I've got that to look forward to. I've had the examination that Steve describes, which is absolutely not fun, but we always tend to make jokes about those kind of things here in the UK. Uh, but it's a necessity. Uh, and, and one quick aside, which I mentioned to Steve in a pre-show, is I've had a quote-unquote man-to-man talk with my former father-in-law and went away and looked at some of the statistics that Steve mentioned earlier on. And, and it was one of those, the recommendation of having prostate surgery if you have prostate cancer. 
And the, the, the quite bizarrely, the survival rate was nine out of 10 if you didn't have the surgery. Uh, so it was almost arguable as to not have the surgery. The problem, of course, Steve, as Steve will tell you with an enlarged prostate, is there's problems with peeing, you'd be uncomfortable, and so on and so forth. So, guys, this is why it's super, super important just for that reason alone that you get checked out and that you have to test. So that one thing right there. And of course, what we're looking for here is all kidney, liver, and obviously you should the testosterone. Now, Steve's going to get into the specifics of the test, but the importance is it's not to be ignored, guys. It really is not to be ignored. Back to you, Steve. So let me talk about how to get blood work on this side of the pond. Mobster can can talk about how to get it on his side of the pond because it's, it's different. So in the United States, a lot of people here have, you know, private health insurance, public health insurance. So in that situation, if your insurance is good, um, you're the, depending on your insurance, you'll have to go to a doctor. He'll have to refer you to get the blood work done, or he'll have to refer you to another doctor to write you a the write the paperwork to get it done. So you really need to tell the doctor, hey, I really need this, this, and this, and this, and this, and the blood work. Because if they give you write out the blood work and you take it in and you don't get the correct blood work, which we're going to get into in this podcast, which you really need then you're really going to be wasting your time. The second option is you can just forget going to a doctor and just get private blood work done. So if you come on our forums, evolutionary.org, go in and look at my signature on the form or go in the source section. You'll see a really long thread about blood work and we'll link it in this description. Those of you listening um, through YouTube and all this other stuff, you're going to have to come on the forum because we can't link threads through some social media platforms. So uh, long story short, I explain exactly what you need in that blood work thread. I and I even give you a link and then um on 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 how to get blood work. So check that out. It's really worth seeing and it can it can actually save your life and save you a lot of headache. So those are those are the two ways in the United States you can get it done. And if you go through that way, uh, you, you you just forget having to go through a doctor and your insurance company, all that, it's quicker because you can literally Get go online, print it out, take it into the lab yourself the same day. Like I can literally, after we've done this podcast, order it, print it, take it to the lab the same day. And in most cases, I'd get results the next day, depending on what blood work I was getting. If I was getting really extensive blood work, it may take a, a few days for me to get results. But it's going to be a hell of a lot quicker than having to go to a doctor, having him refer you, then going to the lab, then coming back home, then having to go back to the doctor in a week and then have him give you your blood work. So it's a hell of a lot easier doing this on your own, even if it's not covered on your insurance. So mobster, why don't you briefly explain how it works in the UK for our UK listeners and our European listeners, you guys have um, universal healthcare over there. Yeah, exactly. One of the issues with universal healthcare, Steve, as you're aware, and even to some degree, private healthcare is persuading the doctor to spend the money, or in this case, the taxpayer's money, uh, which, of course, includes you, to have you checked out for essentially something that you've done to yourself. In other words, guys, you've taken steroids and now you want to get your blood work taken because you took steroids. So there is an argument to be made and some doctors here in the UK will allow those tests to take place, especially if you're properly concerned about your health and they're worried on your behalf. But to be perfectly honest, Steve, I think they would be in a minority so the, I would say nine times out of 10, and especially if you go to 
and there are a couple of specialist uh, places for medical checkups and blood tests exactly um that's the way that i would go it's not stupidly expensive although it might not be as cheap as it is in america because you've got specific places you can use and i think steve's article and, and a couple of uh, links on the forums have included places where the, the cost is kind of low certainly to the normal price so here's what i would do i believe i've looked this up and, and i would have to double check this guys so by all means come on the forums and question me if i'm wrong in the Beef magazine here in the UK, Steve, there was a uh, series of articles and an advert associated with the articles. I think it's called Virtuan Man. And they will talk, all the articles were about blood tests and what you should screen for and all these kind of things. And the company that was associated with that did specific uh, blood tests for steroid users for those markers. I think it was something like 70 quid, but it might be less. Guys, don't argue about the cost and cheaper on a blood test if you're going to spend, as we said before, in the US, a thousand bucks on a cycle. Here in the UK, with your ancillaries and your steroids, you're still looking at a few hundred quid. And the idea that you shouldn't then spend another 60 or 70 pounds once or twice a year to get blood tests, to me, is kind of silly. Well, guys, we're doing that on a night out here in the UK for drinking and eating. And we're talking about your medical health here. Again, come on the forums. I will look that stuff up. Again, you can obviously search for yourself as well. I think also, Steve, all of the private doctors that we have here in the UK, and there's a few of them, and including some of our GPs that do private work, will do what you want because you're paying for it. But the price could be as low as, I think, £70, like I said, and as high as over £200, which is the best part of $250, $260. Then it starts to feel expensive. But there are particular places. The only other one I think also, Steve, is Eval, which would be uh, Dave Crossland's company. They do bloodletting and they also do the blood test. So there's a couple of recommendations. I get nothing back from that. It's just off the top of my head. But check on the forums, ask us in, in the comments. And if we can, we'll try to recommend a couple that we found here in the UK for you. Back to you, Steve. So the first step with steroid use, obviously, you want to know your hormones. Where are your hormones? Very important to get pre-cycled blood work. Most guys won't get pre-cycled blood work, and it's a huge mistake because now they don't, they don't know their baseline. So uh, LH, luteinizing hormone, your LH levels are kind of the brain of your HPTA. It's produced by the gonadotropic cells in the pituitary glands. So it's going to kind of tell you how well your pituitary glands are functioning. FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, same thing. It's also produced by the gonads and the pituitary glands. So LH and FSH will, will tell you how good your pituitary glands are functioning. So it's really, really important to get those done, not just testosterone. So total testosterone levels, that's what people mistakenly think is all that matters, and it's not. Because testosterone... Uh, levels are very important, but LH and FSH, I would argue, are even more important. But total testosterone levels in the United States, we go by nanograms per deciliters usually. Your total testosterone levels, it's a huge range. It can be anyway from 300, 350 up to, nine, up to 900, 950. That's a normal range. So if you get pre-cycled blood work done and your testosterone levels are lower than that, like they say they're at 200 or 250, then you know you've got issues and then where are your LH and FSH? Your LH and FSH should be somewhere like five, six area. There's a huge range for those two. 
Um, for FSH, for example, that can that can range from two and a half up to twelve um, ml units by uh, by ml. So it's those numbers are kind of really wide, but I like to see a number between you know four, five, six on both LH and FSH and testosterone levels to be healthy, maybe five or six hundred for a normal person. Free testosterone is really all that matters for that. It's 32 to 150 PG per milliliter. So, but I don't think you should waste money on free testosterone. I don't think it's that important to know free testosterone. It's very rare that you have total testosterone being normal and free testosterone being not normal, but I don't, I don't really, I wouldn't waste money on it. I would rather you get total testosterone, LH and FSH. Now, the other one that's very important when it comes to hormones, my officer, is estradiol. So estradiol, 15 to 50 PG per milliliter, very, very important to get that done. Uh, Pre-cycle and then during cycle, if you're having estrogen-related issues, post-cycle, if you're having estrogen-related issues, very important to get that done. If it's too high, that means you got to adjust your aromatase inhibitor on cycle. If it's too low, it means you need to back off your aromatase inhibitor. But estro estrogen should be within range all the time. Pre-cycle, during cycle, post-cycle needs to be within range. This isn't the 90s anymore where guys slam their estrogen post-cycle, they get their testosterone levels up. It should be normal. We have, this is why blood work is important in these situations to see if you suspect you have estrogen issues, either too low or too high, this is the number you want to get. You definitely want to get that number done. So now when it comes to other things like red blood cell count, obviously on cycle, anabolic steroids, they cause a rise of red blood cell count. It's one of the benefits of using anabolic steroids. So red blood cell count on cycle, don't panic if they go above normal. But when you come off, they need to come back. Because if they stay elevated or if you want to cruise the whole year on too much gear, and your red blood cell counts are going to stay too high. It's going to open yourself up for heart issues. Um, so another, uh, when it comes to blood sugar glucose, I want to see your glucose levels should be 65 to 99. But even if it's in the 90s that you're starting, you need to be careful. Once it gets over 100, we start getting into the pre-diabetic phase. So that number is very important. If you see that number being over 100, you need to not use steroids. You need to correct that immediately, okay? Unless you are a genetically, you know, type one diabetic or something, that number, you should not be using anabolic steroids. If you don't have your blood sugar under control, that means your diet is poor. That means you're very insulin resistant. Anabolic steroids will make it worse, will make you sicker, and will make you more tired. So please do not run steroids if your glucose levels are out of range. Sorry, two questions, Steve. One, uh, which comes up a lot, and I see this mentioned when people talk about creatinine, which of course is a byproduct of creatine, coming up on a blood test as an indication of poor liver or kidney uh, issues. And the other one is specifically that and lipids. Uh, and guys, we're not just talking about your testosterone and your estrogen, et cetera, but also your markers for kidney and liver health, Steve. So if you can let people know about that one. Yeah, so we're going to move on. Yeah, blood, urea, nitrogen, which is BUN, and the BUN is one. Look, this is a big issue with people. Um, I've spent years arguing this with people. A lot of us, 
We carry a lot of muscle. We eat way more protein than we should. And anabolic steroids also don't help the situation. So if your body's constantly cycling muscle because you're in the gym all the time, this number will get elevated. It should be six to 20 milligrams per deciliter. But a lot of us, you know, our, our blood urea and nitrogen is high. It's in the, it's in the twenties or high, even low thirties. So this is a problem because what did, what it is, it's a waste product derived from protein breakdown in the liver. And this will hammer your organ health over time. So this is a problem. This is a problem uh, for sure. And this ties into creatinine and this one also, same reasons as the blood urine nitrogen. It's elevated for a lot of bodybuilders. This is kind of why it's a good idea to take a long break from steroid use and even take a break here and there from the gym grind just to give your body a break because this can really, you know, this can really hurt your organ health as well. Having high creatinine levels for years and years and years, that can, that can be an issue. Go ahead, monster. I'm going to jump in here for one second here, Steve. It, the, regards to the creatinine again, and I've had this come up in blood tests for myself. Uh, in fact, I made sure to check with the uh, nurse that was going to be doing the blood test. So, guys, if you are, as Steve, using a lot of protein, as a lot of bodybuilders do, or strength athletes, trainers, athletes, whatever, and or creatine, try to lower both those numbers before the blood test. They will give, essentially, Steve, a false positive a false marker for your bloods and therefore your for your your organ markers versus the simple fact that you was using a supplemental for creatine which breaks down into creatinine and the same thing in terms of your protein levels which of course also contains high levels darker meats contain high levels of creatine so basically guys i was uh, i asked for a recommendation and the minimum that they were talking about was five days which is exactly what i did if i had a test on a friday then the sunday would be my last day of taking creatine and I would lower my protein content or if I was taking supplemental protein, which I do through the week so that I have a proper indicator of what my markers are regards my organ health with the blood test rather than false marks or, or ex elevated marks uh, because I was using protein because I was using creatine, Steve. So back to you again. Yeah, so if, if, you're, if you and your doctor are concerned about that, yeah, take like I'm obviously take a week off from all supplements, all weight training, all protein, and all that, and see if that normal normalizes. So again, it's normal to have these numbers come in hot, but it's not necessarily a good thing long term to have that number be hot. If that makes sense, if that makes sense. So in other words, bodybuilding lifestyle isn't healthy long term. I mean, we we all agree with that. If you're carrying all this muscle and you're walking around all this muscle and you're eating high protein all the time and you're working out day in and day out, it's not a healthy lifestyle long term, but it's normal for a bodybuilder to have those numbers. And a doctor should know that, that it's normal. So the next thing is cholesterol. Um, obviously, you use anabolic steroids. Your cholesterol levels are going to go out of, out, of, out, of, out of sync. I don't. This is why we say blasting and cruising is a bad idea because you cannot keep bad testosterone, bad cholesterol levels for a long period of time because you open yourself up to strokes and heart attacks and all that stuff. So total cholesterol levels, 200 milligram 
per deciliter. Then you got HDL and LDL. LDL is bad cholesterol. HDL is your good cholesterol. So it's normal on cycle for LDL, bad cholesterol to be out of range and your HDL to be out of range, your total cholesterol to be really, really high. That's pretty normal. But the idea is to come off anabolic steroids and normalize that level. In pre-cycle, if you have bad cholesterol levels, don't run steroids. When I am off steroids, my my total cholesterol is like 150, 160. When I run trend, it shoots up to 230, 240. But the key is I come off the trend. I don't run the trend too long. And then my numbers normalize. But if my numbers didn't normalize, I would not run another cycle. Now, there's two. These are really good. AST and ALT. And these are enzymes found in liver, heart, and muscle cells. So these are really good indicators. Again, on cycle, it's normal for these numbers to be hot. AST is cap. The, hot, the top of the level is 40 IUs per liter. With ALT, it's 44 IU per liter. So anything above that, you're straining your organs. So it's normal on cycle to have some strain for your, for your organs. It's normal. So those numbers are going to come in hot. Don't come on the forum and be like, oh my God, my AST is at 70. My ALT is at 80. What do I do? Then I'm going to tell you to run your support supplements and that it's normal. And that when you come off, it should normalize. So if you run pre-cycle blood work again, and these numbers are still high, you need to fix that before you run steroids. If you want to stay healthy, if you don't care about your health, they go ahead and run steroids. But that that's what I'm telling you. So these are these are good indicators, AST and LT. So you definitely want to include those two when you are asking your doctor for blood work. So and in that in that article, you know, in, in the article I wrote and in the blood work thread that I wrote, um, I explain all this in it. So again, you can go on there and reference it. But it's very important too to know the 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 tests that I tell you, to, you know, that I'm showing you to get include most all of this that we're saying. Cholesterol isn't included in, in, in a lot of these tests, but here's a trick to getting cholesterol levels checked. Go donate blood. I, I donate blood through oneblood.org and oneblood.org, they will test your cholesterol in your blood and they will give that to you for free the next day. You can log in their website and you can see your cholesterol level. So no need to pay extra for getting your cholesterol checked because one blood will actually provide that to you. And it's really good for you to give blood as well. So that kind of, that kind of is a big, you know, overlay of, of, of the whole blood work thing is donating blood. You should be donating blood every chance you get. You're, you're, we're the biggest, we're the healthiest, we're the strongest guys in our community. And they say each time you get blood, you are saving three lives. So there are people that you know need that blood. They, they're sitting in the hospital room waiting to get the blood from you. And um, so it's really, really good for your community and it's really, really good for you as well. And you'll get some, some, some numbers, some data to get from it as well. So Mobster, you want to touch on that and we'll talk about ancillaries that will affect your blood work. It's a very important topic. So there's a couple of things that come up, Steve. Regularly, we see on the forums, and, and bearing in mind the article and, and the thread that you've just mentioned, it's kind of weird. I say weird, not everybody's going to read every single thread, but we get this quite often, and it's quite simple, guys. There's two things that come up and occur to me. One is 
You must understand that following a cycle, your markers for certain things will be off. And the trick, as Steve said, is comparing them with pre-cycle bloods and then during a cycle or post-cycle. Basically, if you do the blood test immediately the day after you've just finished your steroids cycle, and sometimes the long-acting excess are still in your system, your numbers will be off. And for whatever reason, the time of year come around for your annual checkup and you go and have your checkup, which includes a blood test, your numbers are going to be off. And of course they're wrong. We get people come on the forum, oh, my kidney values are this. Listen, of course they are. The question is, are they still out of whack, as Steve says, after the post-cycle therapy? Are they still out of whack months later? And and the short answer to that is that they should be, a, you know, some markers a little bit off because you do steroids, because you train, but they shouldn't be seriously, seriously out of whack if you've done a proper PCT, if your diet's healthy, if the rest of your lifestyle is healthy. As an example, Steve, that one of my, I think, post-50 blood tests uh, for cholesterol, funny enough, was better than the nurse that was doing the test when I was having the test. It was done there, and then they gave me some values, and I, I was drinking less alcohol per week than the nurse. She was overweight. Obviously, I'm a big guy, but she's got the, she was the one that was holding a lot of body fat, and my, my cholesterol values, my alcohol uh, consumption, and my body fat was less than she was, and she was the one doing the test. Something else which occurs to me, Steve, and I mean, this is true. Um, you go to the doctors, they know, or hopefully they should know by looking at you, that you work out, that you train, that you're an athlete, that you lift weights. But so often our, our listeners are not talking about the fact that you use anabolics. Now, I get it. It's kind of an issue because you're using steroids and you've got the medical insurance that's required for a lot of our listeners in the U.S., and it can affect your insurance, and some insurance can be real, real funny and strange about it. And even even um, telling people at the clinic where you're donating blood, the fact that you use steroids can be an issue. So I would argue that honesty is the best policy here. Then they will have a much better idea of why your markers are elevated. You might get the you shouldn't be on steroids speech, but it's still them looking at your markers and, and knowing why some of your markers are rough and knowing why... It might need to retest you in a few months' time. If so, if that's possible, if it's a, a, a small town doctor that you've been with for decades, much easier, Steve, I would imagine, even if he knows your business because it should be also easier to talk to. Here in the UK, I've had zero issues. If I go to hospital and they say, oh, I said, I've taken steroids. And if they give me a no and look, so what? As, as Steve says, we have the public health, so it's not that much of a problem. And I don't care if my doctor raises an eyebrow or not. It's no big deal to me whatsoever. It shouldn't be for you guys uh, for the simple reason that I'll get more. They'll know that if my numbers are off when they're, they're treating me for a medical condition and so on and so forth. So the, there needs to be questions that you can ask your doctor specifically when you kind of test that you want, if that's the way that you're doing it. And equally, they should have some, they should know. I mean, if I go in and I'm like 320 pounds, Steve, it's kind of obvious I'm big. Am I fat? Do I work out? Uh, are they going to have issues if they, they give me certain medications which might conflict and uh, cause problems with bleeding and so on and so forth. So I would prefer, arguably and overall, to look at a honesty is the best policy where possible uh, point of view when it comes to talking to your doctors. Right, Steve, let's talk about reading these, these things. We see this come up a lot. Guys will post their test, which is great because we want that and we want our other uh, forum members to do the same thing but they quite often don't know how to read the test. They don't understand their numbers versus the numbers that should be typical. And again, 
numbers that are typical for steroid use. So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, first of all, you can reach out to me and we can do a consultation. I can kind of go over these tests one-on-one um, and I can kind of guide you through it. And that's a really good service that a lot of you are taking advantage of. Um, and that would that would really go a long way to teach you how to do this. So, But it's very important to know that um, you know, you have ranges in these blood work. So the ranges are going to tell you if you're high or if you're low. So really, essentially, the goal after post-cycle therapy, four or five weeks, is for everything to come in back normal. So a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times things are still off. So you can always reach out to me. We can kind of go over what is going on. Why are things not normalizing the way you want it? So very, very important, like I said, to get pre-cycle blood work. This way you know you can flag anything up front and see because if so, if something was normal before and then after steroids and after PCT things are off, then you know that the cycle has something to do with it, and then we can kind of go from there and fix things. A lot of times, time will fix things, um, but yeah, anabolic steroids can cause permanent damage. Also important to understand how ancillaries work; they can influence your blood work. This is why I say you wait four, five, six weeks after post-cycle therapy to get post-cycle blood work. You don't get post-cycle blood work two weeks after you stop the steroids. That's not going to do you any good. So time is on your side and ancillaries do affect your numbers. CIRMS, Clomid, Novadex, these will boost your LH and FSH and even total testosterone levels. And that can affect the numbers you're seeing. So it can give you a false sense of security where you think you're recovered when you really aren't. Um, obviously, aromatase inhibitors, the aromasin, the Rimidex, the Letro, that can manipulate your estrogen levels. That can that will drop your estrogen levels. So you'll think, well, my estrogen levels are too low. But really, it's the drugs that are causing your estrogen levels to be low. So we really have to, yeah, just come on uh, the forum if you have any questions and read the blood work threads and we'll, we'll definitely, you know, help you out as much as we can. But We'll definitely have to hit another podcast like this in the future, Mobster. There's so much we can talk yeah. about when it comes to blood work. So exactly, final... Steve. I was, just, I was yep. just thinking exactly the same thing. Guys, there is a wealth of information, and we can go to a bunch of specific stuff, especially if you've got questions, come on the forum. I'd love to do a follow-up on this, Steve, because I think there's a lot more information, as I agree with you there, uh, that we could do on these uh, tests. So, guys, ask, post in the comments, come on the forum, hit Steve for a uh, consult, and uh, we'll do the best we possibly can with us and the rest of the moderators and uh, other members to help you out. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies. <laughs>